0: You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story is from Emily Duke. Emily is a New York comic, and she told the story of growing up in New York City, the first and only nude she's ever taken, and a couple stories about anal. This week I sat down with Malik White to talk about the time they shit their pants on their bike and another biking story involving a nasty vagina injury. Here's Malik White.
1: I think I have a lot of gross stories. Um, I, do, I do have a pants shitting story. Oh, God, I love those. And I think it's a pretty good one. I know there are a lot of pants shitting <laughs> stories out there. Um, But this one, so I feel like a lot of people tell pants shitting stories without talking about like how they arrived at the at the pants shitting part I guess a lot of times it's illness, Um, but for me it was not Um, I this was several years ago Um, It's important to know that I ride my bike everywhere, so I'm just gonna say that up top Uh, I Used to have an eating disorder. This is gonna be hilarious. I promise <laughs> uh, and I Like you know wouldn't eat for a really long time and then I would just like eat a bunch of food all at once and uh, But I was trying to do that in a quote-unquote healthy way so I Ended up just like binging on a whole bag of dried apricots <laughs> It's important to know Uh that a dried apricot is a whole apricot. So that means I (laughs) ate like 60 apricots (laughs) that were all in my system all at once. Um, Did they rehydrate when they are in there? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's why I got so bloated. I had like 60 full apricots in my gut. Um, So I ate this whole bag of apricots and I I was in a, a play at the time and I was biking to rehearsal,
0: which was like 45 minutes away. That's yeah. really impressive. Yeah, well I top Ooh, out in twenty minutes and then I say, Oh, I'm gonna drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get an Uber, I say. <laughs> I'm very tough. I needed all sixty apricots to make that bike ride happen.
1: <laughs> I ate all these apricots, it's a beautiful summer day, and I'm I'm on my bike and I'm like almost all the way to rehearsal and then uh my my stomach isn't feeling too great because of those apricots and I, classic, like I thought it was a fart. <laughs> it wasn't a fart. I like I stopped and got off my bike because I could feel something coming. <laughs> you know how like when you have to fart and you're sitting in a chair and you kind of have to like lift up one <laughs> butt cheek to do it. Yes. So on a bike, like,
0: like that? why do we have to do that?
1: <laughs> you gotta let it out. You've got it all plugged up. But on a bike, there's no way to do that. So I had to stop and get off my bike. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh, you're right.
1: <laughs> I stopped, it was next to, like, this beautiful park, <laughs> And uh, I stopped to fart, but I shat my pants. <laughs> but the best part, so I realized I shat my pants, and then I had to text the director and be like, I'm... And I said, like, I threw up, which I didn't. Uh, it's just, it feels easier to say you threw up than, like, I shat myself and I can't come to rehearsal. Like, not only did I shit myself, but I made myself shit myself. Like, I'm not sick. <laughs> I just ate a whole bag of dried apricots before we rehearsed this musical. Uh, and so I, I told my puke puked not to go home. But I had, like, no money at the time, so I wasn't about to, like, pay for the bus or get an Uber uh, so I biked home <laughs> with shit in my pants, <laughs> and I don't know if you've had to sit on a bike seat before, but it really like smushes up
0: into your butt and crotch region. And I, uh, <laughs> I feel like doing a baby's diaper after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so I
1: smushed that shit all around and just biked oh. all the way home. Forty minutes. yikes. Forty minutes. <laughs>
0: cool. Did you, did you like reevaluate anything after when you got home? Um, or were you like, no, this is good.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was probably my rock bottom of (laughs) eating lots of things, where I was like, I think if I'm going to eat a lot of a thing, it should be like cheese and not something so fibrous. (laughs) And I can get behind that. Uh, So I I don't know that I've been able to eat any dried fruit ever since. (laughs) One. I have other stories. I have other gross stories about bikes, and v- vaginas specifically. This was <coughs> last fall. I was riding my bike, and I got hit by a car. The driver was an older lady who was texting and driving and didn't see me. Oh, no. And when she hit me, she hit me from behind, and one of my wheels got caught under her wheel, and I got dragged for a little bit. Wait, you got dragged... I was still on the bike, but I was on my side on the ground. In front of the car? Or you were off to the side? I was off to the side. Oh Oh my god. So like my bike wheel was stuck under the wheel of her car. She dragged me for a little bit and then she drove up. She didn't even realize she'd hit someone. Uh, and Wait, she just left? Well, she started to leave. Somebody ended up flagging her down. Like the, the good the good ending to this story is that the lady did stop and file a police report, and then I got all of my hospital bills covered by her car insurance, which oh, nice. uh, 10 out of 10 highly recommend <laughs> <laughs> if you get hit by a car. Try and make that happen. Um, but after I got hit, somebody, a bus driver, called the cops, um, and some paramedics came, and they were checking me out. They thought my arm was broken. It wasn't. But when they asked me, like, what parts of your body hurt the most i was like oh and the, okay so this is important to you the, the paramedics rushed up to me and they said what hurts the most young man <laughs> and i said well sir uh <laughs> my vagina hurts very bad <laughs> uh so we just corrected that right away and i ended up going to the hospital and i kept telling everybody like my vagina really hurts. And the doctor that I saw in the ER was this very young man who was really uncomfortable, I guess, with I like uh, <laughs> with vaginas. Get over it. And everyone was concerned about my arm and I was like, Really, it's it's the vagina. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're concerned with. And and I told him my vagina's bleeding and he was like, Well, you probably got your period. <laughs> like, no. No, sir. Oh my god. So eventually I I get him to To look at my vagina, uh, which he has resisted doing up until this point and it's (laughs) weird Like like, this is the only time I've ever begged a man to please look at my vagina (laughs) (laughs) You gotta see this Uh, And it was bleeding on the outside as well as from the inside. It was not my period Uh, And apparently genital injuries are really common when you get in a bike accident because you have a, a bike seat up in your crotch and so I had this like big cut On my vulva and then was somehow injured on the inside I know that I was injured on the inside because when I got up to go to the bathroom a a piece fell out from inside of me and it looked I mean it it was like a piece of skin it didn't look like a clot like with a period it was just like a piece just came out and I asked them what they were gonna do about it and they were like well we can't really do anything for the inside so that's gonna be fine Cause that pushes a baby out, so that'll heal on its own. Uh, and then I was like, "Cool. Well, what are we gonna do about this big old cut on the outside?" And the doctor said, "Just leave it." Uh, they wouldn't. They also didn't clean me up, so I have like blood all all over my pants and all over what my crotch, the fuck? and had this nasty, nasty cut. Uh, and they sent me home. Uh, the incredible Chicago comedian Shannon Noll gave me a ride home <laughs> and convinced me not to do my show that night and which was very kind of them and the next day i went to chicago women's health center and was like i need a second opinion on this and uh the doctor there explained that i definitely should have had stitches and that i absolutely should not have sex at all until it's completely healed which i didn't listen to (laughs) so i had like really weird really weird gentle sex (laughs) <laughs> who was my girlfriend for a while. Um, but now that it's healed, I have this, like, gnarly scar. Wait, did scar. they stitch you up? No, I didn't get... They, they didn't still do anything. Didn't,
0: why didn't they do anything?
1: Um, well, at that point, it was too late. Oh. I guess with stitches, you're supposed to get them right away, and if you don't get them right away, it's like you've oh. missed the window. Weird. So I should have gotten stitches in the ER, but I didn't get anything. Uh, so I just had to, like, wait for my vagina to heal for a few weeks, and I, could, I couldn't I could ride a bike it was gr- it was like crusty. It was like a oh. nasty, crusty pussy.
0: Oh no! Cut. Uh, wow, you're really not selling this whole riding, bike <laughs> Shit, riding on on a bike thing. And I love riding my bike, but I'm reconsidering a lot. <laughs> freaking my vagina on a bike. <laughs> wow. But it's all. Um, wait, wait but, you, what you? I interrupted you. You
1: said now that it, once it healed. Once it healed everything everything went back to normal, but When this first happened, I mean the doctor at the ER like seemed to not really know anything about vaginas, and I was terrified that I had uh, Hurt myself in a way that would affect my sexual response (laughs) Like that was the first word I had. was like, oh no, what if I can't feel anything there anymore? So from scar tissue that could totally be a thing, right? Yeah, and so as soon as I was home alone I was had this like nasty bloody vagina and I was in so much pain and I made myself (laughs) masturbate just to make sure I could still have an orgasm. And I could, but it was terrible. God
0: (laughs) That's like that scene in Antichrist. And
1: yeah, and I was like traumatized. Like I'd just been hit by a car and had this terrible day. I was in so much pain. My arm was really swollen. I couldn't like move my right arm. So I was, like, (laughs) left-handedly masturbating. (laughs) Just, like, looking for every kind of porn I could think of. (laughs) Like, what's going to really get me going?
0: At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting stories. And these are some of those stories. And, And I'll begin with... This is a vagina one. Okay, uh went to the gyno and during my pap she pulled out a piece of plastic from one of my OB tampons and just casually said you have a piece of plastic near your cervix all I like it I'm holding it. a burp so I can barely talk <laughs> Ooh, okay. all I could all I could think to say was oh whoops how long have it been in there? <laughs> you know you have to burp when you're talking and I'm like I've never talked through it but when you're, like, holding it, and I'm like, what would happen? Would I feel a like word come out as a word? Like I, I think
1: know. it would. And I think for this <laughs> podcast, it would be ideal. So if you feel I know. another one. <laughs> I
0: know. Why would they hold it? Uh, on stage, when that happens to me, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to pass out. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so embarrassing.
1: Oh, man. Okay, this one made me giggle a lot. My aunt made chicken-flavored ramen noodles and dropped an egg in that shit. Was delicious. <laughs> The next day, in second grade, I had the most foul, putrid-smelling farts. (laughs) Our teacher begged us to use the washroom (laughs) as she to the room. Fast forward, we're sitting on the ABC carpet, and I kept letting them out. (laughs) This girl, Lydia, got up and ran. They all called her the Stinky Fart Girl. That's funny. It's
0: so wild that, like, with children you have to be like, please take a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know that you need to take a shit. You're just in denial. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I can't tell if
1: this kid was willfully letting the farts out or <laughs> if they just didn't know how to control those yet.
0: Yeah, if they, like, liked it. <laughs> yeah. They oh, were, yeah. I think, like... Elementary kids are—you can divide them into two groups. Where like the groups that are like mortified of like accidentally farting, and then the other group is the ones that like take take joy in it, and they like will like look you in the eye and do, yeah lift up an ass cheek. Curtis Gordon—that's who it was in my class. Oh wow, <laughs> were you were you one of those kids? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. So I know, sorry. <laughs> I, I was so scared. I, no, I, re- I that's what's crazy is like I remember times when I farted, like in, oh, like and I was like. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> People like me like, "What was that um well, it's not the same as farting, but I remember that when I was in kindergarten, okay, I was it's weird the stuff you remember and stuff you don't, but okay, so we were all we had we would sit in like a like we all the desks were kind of in like a semicircle, so we were all sitting like that, and I was humming really quietly, but I thought that no one could hear it, but and so I was humming like. And I thought no one could. I thought that was inside my head. Didn't think no one could hear it. And my teacher was like, "Whoever is humming, stop humming." And I was like, "Someone else be, must be humming because it's not me. No one can hear what I'm doing." And I wouldn't I stop humming, and she was going around the class, like listening. To the and I'm like, I was not doing it, it as like a prank or anything. I was just having it. To, and I, was like, she got close to me. I was like, oh. I was like, it's me. <laughs> Anyways, I've I've always been scared of authority, so, and I don't like farting in public. (laughs) I couldn't eat without making
1: noise until like first grade.
0: What kind of noise? I just,
1: I would sort of like sing to myself while I ate. (laughs) I was probably singing to myself while I ate all of those apricots. Um, (laughs) but I I would go like (laughs) mm, 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 (laughs) while I ate. (laughs) And I got in trouble so many times for making noise and I thought no
0: one could hear it either. (laughs) It's just the it's eating the eating sound. noises, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my friends, we like constantly scream at him, but he eats with his mouth open, makes these like, and then we'll make these like almost like sex noises while he's eating. And we'll be like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a taco. It's so gross. It really makes me lose my appetite. Okay, all right. This okay, one. here's one. Great. Um. Okay, this one. Okay. No, this is not a gross story, more like a gross vacation. It's funny how while a beautiful Egyptian boy was falling in love with me in, in Cairo, eager to be intimate with all bits of me, I had constant diarrhea. That, they spelled diarrhea wrong. Um, how did I hide that? Maybe that was the universe eager to tell me this boy is a bad idea. This is a bit of, this one's a bit of a brag, I think, more than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> My body just told me that this wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, by, by shitting piss for three weeks. <laughs> Subtle, but I I, I <laughs> Um I wonder if that means they were doing butt stuff, and she did have diarrhea the whole time, and he didn't oh. notice. Or if they didn't do the butt stuff. I think they did do the butt stuff. Maybe diarrhea helps with butt stuff. <sighs> Free lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wet is wet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd say. No. Um. Also, the stuff that men won't notice. It, I, I, it's like. I wonder if I've already told this story on the podcast. But in high school, my first boyfriend, um, when we do like fingering stuff, I was, I was too embarrassed to tell him when I was on my period. So I don't know if he thought I had just never had it in the like you know ten <laughs> months that we were dating or whatever. So, but I would stuff, I would stuff the tampon string in too. <laughs> And like, he, I remember one time, we were on my deck, I don't know, why, why the fuck were he we standing on my deck? But, um, he was like fingering me and I had a tampon in and he didn't say anything. But I wonder if he was like, what part is this? Like, <laughs> what is this new, new fold? He
1: searched for it on every other girl <laughs> yes, he's, he's ever like, been with. no
0: that it. cotton thing. <laughs> I guess your first love is special. Oh my god.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I have a... this is a gross condom story, which is, uh... Condoms are one of the grossest things. Yeah. This is, this is a little bit out of my field, which is why I picked it. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend's parents live in Chicago, and when we recently started dating, he picked me up from a bar event where I was wasted. It was super hot, and my apartment didn't have AC. He suggested we go swimming in his parents' above-ground pool. This included boning, of course. A week later, we went to his parents' house for a barbecue and discovered both of our used condoms in plain sight in the Ugh. backyard that their dog had retrieved from the garbage can.
0: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I feel like saying both of our condoms was a brag. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, were they, they weren't doing it in the pool, right? It's, it, it's made to sound that way that they did it in the pool. Which I've I... seen somebody put on a condom underwater. <laughs> It seems very painful. Yeah, I don't That's that's how you get a yeast infection, I think. Yes Washing pool water up there. (sighs) Dogs and condoms are I watched a dog shit out of condom once. Oh my god. And it was (laughs) you just made me watch that in my (laughs) mind. Well what I I can see it. Sometimes I walk
1: dogs for money. And I was walking (laughs) a dog and he was taking a poop, and it had this weird oh. like. It looked like there was a weird white film on his poop, and I thought he was sick. And I was watching it come out, and then I realized, oh, yuck! It was a condom that was full of a tube of shit that was coming out of
0: this <gasps> dog's butt. <laughs> oh my god! This is also
1: not the first. I've heard other people tell similar tales. I guess that's what it always looks like when a dog How eats does it some shit. Out of up like
0: that? You'd think it'd be all wrapped up and like twisted. Nope, it is full of poop. Oh, that is one of the most...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to leave a note for the owner and just be like, Hey, it looks like your dog ate a condom, but it's all gone now. <laughs> I just felt... I, I debated whether or not I should tell them, but I figured if he ate some trash, maybe he ate more trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, dogs are nasty little fucks. They love condoms. They, they love tampons. Pe- tampons. Shit, they like eating shit, like, yep. that, the dog downstairs, the the old, the old bound. When we first moved in, I was being lazy and I scooped, I did the cat litter and I put all the shit in a bag at the top of our stairs and it's connected for the listeners. Um, And then when I went back to the bag, the dog had come upstairs and eaten every turd. (laughs) That was the best day of his life. Yuck. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think, I was thinking about this with my cat, too. My cat's, like, a picky eater, and she won't eat... I tend to give her, like, string cheese, and she won't eat it. I'm like, but you're eating cat food. <laughs> cat food's <is> disgusting. <laughs> she won't eat cheese. <laughs> but she'll eat cream cheese. Well, anyways, this isn't interesting anymore. I can feel like it. No one's like, we don't care about this. But, anyways. Um, <clears throat> they're weird. Okay, is it my turn, my right? Um... I was driving down the street to meet my crush for the first time. I was so nervous and thought I would just fart a little bit. Well, of course that didn't happen, and I sharted all over me and the seat. Oh, there I remember. Needless to say, I didn't meet my crush that day. Uh, oh, that was weird. I'm hungover. <laughs> well, that was a
1: wet one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have met their crush that day. That might be a good way to
0: gauge uh, someone's unconditional love. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Wait, this just reminded me of, I don't know whose story this is, so I feel bad telling it, but somebody, I don't know where I heard this, maybe it's a urban legend, but that he was going on a first date, and they were going to, I think they are going to the Minnesota, Minnesota State Fair. Oh, I can't remember who told me this, it's driving me nuts, but so she gets out of the car, and he's in the driver's seat, and while she's out, he's like, I'll I'm gonna fart before I get out of the car to get that over with, and and shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> She's standing outside the car. He's in the car. <laughs> pants full of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was like, "I he had to like think of a game plan," and he ended up. I this is killing me. I don't know why I heard this, but, but he. Went and bought like sweatpants and a sweatshirt and was like, "Isn't this a funny like thing I'm doing to completely change my outfit while we're at the <laughs> state oh, fair?" No. <laughs> they played it off as like being quirky, <laughs> but wow,
1: <laughs> I don't know what at what point in a relationship is is the point where you can
0: feel comfortable telling your partner, "I just shit myself." <laughs> um, I would say with Toller, we were probably maybe two, three years in. Mm-hmm. There was a period where he would shit his pants all the time. <laughs> 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 so then we were in a big fight, and he was like, "Well, I just shit my pants. Up. I hope you're happy." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I hope that makes you feel better. I sharted. I gotta go." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it was like every time he would drink, he would shit his pants. I wonder if this. Too- I wonder if he would like it if I told that. A story. <laughs> eh, too late. Well, now late. you'll find it's out if he listens edit to the out podcast. Out. He doesn't, so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> he never has. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have a, this is a poop story. Yes. I was using
1: my, oh, I was visiting my godmother in Arizona, and I went to use her bathroom to shit, and it wouldn't go down, so I used an empty toilet paper roll to dig it out. Good. That's put what it I would do. into the trash, and then I slyly took the trash outside. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I've 100% done that
0: many times. <laughs> I really like that they used the adverb slyly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Walking around with a bag of your own shit, but you're like, oh yeah, real sneaky. <laughs> I
1: I have a friend, I won't share many details of this story but uh, to, to make her remain nameless, but I have a friend who shit and it wouldn't go down, and so she threw it on the roof of the building <laughs> she was
0: in. <laughs> Our live story is from Emily Duke, and you can check out her web series Garbage People. This was recorded in October of 2019. Here's Emily Duke. We sold our words for
2: property. Yes, I grew up in New York City. I am better than you. Yes. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, no, I did. I grew up in New York City. I personally peaked in seventh grade. Yes. I, you know, like I was amazing. Okay. For so many reasons, but I'll leave it at this. Cleanest asshole I have ever had in my life. Okay, I had never had a period, and I had just learned how to masturbate with a bathtub faucet. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, whistle clean. No one enjoyed it. (laughs) I had a very clean asshole. Um, yeah I grew up in New York. People ask me a lot about growing up in the city, they're like, oh my god, was it like Gotham Girl? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, you're not from New York? Did you row to school like Dawson? Like Like, I know that New York, I know that New York is a good place exclusively because every time I tell people I'm from New York, they feel so emboldened to be like, I could never raise kids there. (laughs) Never live there. Just, there's just so many. Ugh. It's I could never. Imagine if somebody was like, "I'm from Oklahoma City," and I was like, "Ugh. I could never <laughs> raise my kids there." <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that's so fucked up. Um, all right, but I do. Okay, growing up in New York, I want to talk about uh, my high school boyfriend. Yeah, he's a cop now. Bummer. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so... He was an interesting character in a lot of ways. Like, honestly, when I look back at it, I'm just kind of like, he should have fucked me, Baron. But me, explain. Like, <laughs> I feel like the choice to fuck him at 15 should have made my ex be like, uh-uh, oh, bitch, you don't get children. <laughs> like, you don't have good decision-making skills. Like, we don't... This is not for you. Like, it was a really interesting dude. One of his biggest rules, I guess it wasn't a rule because I found out about it. After I lost my virginity to him, he said that he could no longer go down on me what? in perpetuity. Oh, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, because vaginas are pure and clean. Oh, but oh. when a penis touches a vagina, it's disgusting. And you can't ever put your mouth on it. Yeah, totally. That, right? Okay, I just want to be clear that I thought this was the case until I was 20, and I went to college, and a dude tried to go down on me, and I was like, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, But also, just the, like, the logic of what he was saying, I was like, okay, but you're still willing to put your dick in me. It's like, I think the shellfish are gross, and I wouldn't like sh- stuff a shrimp tail at my snatch, like you're know like. <laughs> If <laughs> um, he does also have the only nude photograph of me ever taken. Uh, I was 15, and I am on New York Jets flannel sheets on a twin bed. <laughs> I am doing a full bridge because I thought it would make me look the best. <laughs> and that's what was important to me, so I'm doing a full bridge. And you can see. It was also taken on a Nokia brick, so it's like really great oh quality, obviously. So it's really just like, kind of a ghost in a bridge. By <laughs> <laughs> New York Dutch Sheets, he did bottle cap art. <laughs> 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 yeah, he did bottle cap art, so he had a New York Yankees logo in bottle caps. <laughs> Above his bed, on the right, and on the left, you can see That an episode of Family Guy is paused. I haven't told that story on stage. (laughs) Oh, that is my truth. That is just my truth. Um, Yeah, I can't really explain to you what it's like knowing that my only dude, like Stewie Griffin, makes a cameo. I'm not sure if it's a nude anymore, honestly. Like, I feel like it's like it's like calling Chipotle like, authentic Mexican cuisine. You know? like, it's just not... Yeah, it's a bit dramatic. Um, yeah, said boyfriend and I also had a lot of anal. I was having a lot of anal at 15. It was a mood. I don't <laughs> so, know. Like, yeah, I like, had a lot of anal. And the first time I decided to have anal sex with him, it was his birthday. God. I'm okay. um, I can't overstate the word 15. Okay, uh, yeah, so I decided he was the manager of our high school volleyball team. I was a member, um, he wasn't like an 80 year old manager, like, he was also in high school, um, but he was like very into it. And so he came home and I was wearing like my volleyball like, uniform and I like sat in our laundry room and I made him a big thing of pasta bolognese that I actually ordered online, but put in homemade dishes. <laughs> so I was like, it's really important to me that my future husband thinks I can cook. Like, I'm 15, we're gonna have a grand life together. Um, yeah, so I like ordered all those bolognese, put it in homemade pots, and then sat in my volleyball uniform on a washing machine. And then he like came home like, to my apartment, I guess I left the door unlocked, and I was like, ready for anal. <laughs> what an interesting mood that was. But he did, he taught me about anal. And anal has been very important to me in my life um, for a number of reasons. Like, I would say probably my marriage wouldn't survive without apology anal. <laughs> uh, if you guys are not familiar, it solves all relationship problems. <laughs> um, so you have to have a, pro- a problem drinking problem. <laughs> Um, so one of is, is every time you black out and you wake up with like really intense hangover, shame, and anxiety, you just kind of like roll over and spread your ass open And you're like, if you comment me, you forgive me. And if you don't, then this was right. Okay. Um, ooh, that was rough. Okay. Um, no, I did. I started doing a lot of ass play. For a while there after high school um, but i did a lot of like finger outplay play initially with this guy i was hooking up with in college who like firmly didn't know what he was doing and i remember very intensely he always had like shit like my shit in his cuticles but we like hadn't been dating long enough for me to be like my shit is in your cuticles and so the first time we actually went for it, the first time we were like, okay, like you're gonna really you know, like, kind of treat me and we're like ready. Everything was fine, like, everything was fine during whatever. And I went, I raced to the bathroom to like shit out the cum, basically. Which if you don't get cum in your ass a lot, that's a big part of the process. Uh, so I went to shit out the cum, but I didn't really make it, so I shot cum into my underwear. So much worse. Okay, so we were at his fraternity. So I was like, I don't know what to do with my shitcom underwear. And so I rolled it up and put it in my pocket. And then I went back down to his room and he was like, Do you want to get a bite to eat? And I was like, sure. Cause like, oh my god, he wanted to eat with me. <laughs> um so that was amazing. And so then we kind of like walked outside and I was just kind of looking for a trash can like close enough that I could just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> their up. Oh, wow. Uh I eventually found a trash can. And I did I saw that shit come underwear still on top of that trash can like four days like, later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <was really> <laughs> I'll leave you with that.
0: Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Malik White. I produce a show called Funny Little Liars at the Laugh Factory, and it's the first Sunday of every month at nine. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lady Life Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week.